Thank you for joining us on our podcast for Faith Center Church. We hope today's message builds you up and brings you hope right where you're at. Hope you enjoyed the message. That is what is so incredible and so awesome. Man, my goodness, alive. I just thank him so much for his presence. With the spirit that is in this house. Amen? Amen. Strong. You know, you may think because, you know, Trace and I are married that we talk about, like I'm preaching today, we talk, I talk about giving her my title, my message, or what I'm be preaching, and, and, and I don't do that. It's amazing how God lines up the praise and worship to line up with the teaching. It's just so neat how God works that out. Uh, I want to do something very unspiritual at this time, before I get my message. If you want to go to John chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, that's what I'll be reading from. Um, but, have you ever watched that movie, the old movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I can't remember the, Danny DeVito. Have you ever watched that movie, Twins? Remember that? Um, you know, just like Tracy, she, you know, praise and worship, we get in the Holy Spirit, we're anointed, and you know, like I said, she doesn't know what I'm preaching. I don't know what she's singing. And, and it just works together. Manny and I are on that same plane today. <laughs> Manny, would you come up here, please? <laughs> didn't call him. Like I said, something very unspiritual, nothing spiritual about that whatsoever. But look at the, I want to talk to you, I'm going to kind of continue from where I was Wednesday night. And by the way, we had just a super crowd Wednesday night. I want to thank you all for coming on Wednesday nights. Um, and for those of you that don't know, we have service on Wednesday nights. One hour, seven to eight, so come on if you love to have you. But I want to continue kind of in the same uh, area I was preaching in on Wednesday night. It's called... I want to talk about living in the moment. How many know right now is what we have? And how many of us, I'm going to get ahead of my message here a little bit, but how many of us live in the past or we're looking to the future? When you live in the past or you look to the future, you forget to live in the moment. Look at John chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version Bible, so it may... Your Bible will be a little, little bit different, but it says, When the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine, and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first. Everybody say first. And when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. Everybody say now. now. But you have kept the good wine until now. Now, I've heard preachers, ever since I was 12 years of age, preach from this. And I've heard most of them always say this. He saved the best for last. How many of you have ever heard that? He saved the best for last. But listen, that's not what verse 10 is saying. It says you have kept the good wine until now. And it's important to know he didn't save the best for last. Because what can happen is we end up living our life that way. And we think 
the best for us is always ahead of us. Or the next great move of God is way up here. Or the next blessing is coming. Or the miracle you need. Listen, it's now. The move of God is happening now. Your blessing is happening now. The miracle you need can happen now. I've been hearing, gosh, I'm 56 years of age, so 40, 44 years I've been hearing we're in, there's going to be a last day revival coming. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be awesome. I've got news for you. The truth is we're seeing last day revival right now. Right now. We're experiencing it. We're seeing lives change. That's revival. We're seeing people born again. That's revival. We're seeing miracles take place. But somehow we get in our heads that victory or that better day coming is just somewhere in our future. What happens is the enemy distracts us from believing and standing and trusting in our now moment. Thank God I got a now moment. You have kept the good wine until now. The great days are not behind us. And the great days are not way out somewhere in our future. It's now. He saved the best for now. Your best marriage, now. Your best for your family, now. The best move of the Spirit of God, now. He's not the God of the past. And He's not waiting to show us He'll be great someday. The Bible says He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Which means this, if we would comprehend the power of living in our now moment, we wouldn't wait for him to be great somewhere in our future. You have kept the good wine until now. See, the enemy wants you to keep looking. Just keep looking down the road. One day it's coming. Someday. I know people not in this church, but I know people, when we first got born again in churches that we went to before we moved to Sulphur, that are still living that way. One day, man, one day, someday, some bad morning, when this life is over, I'll fly away. And they're just looking for that someday. I've heard people, you know, I've talked to people, you know, a lot and that aren't born again. You know what they tell me? Someday, Craig, I'll get my life right with God. Someday we'll get our marriage fixed. Sometime I'll take, sometime I'll take, you know, time for my children. But it's listen, it's always someday. Now is all you got. Today. I cannot guarantee you. That when you walk out of this building, you won't walk into eternity. That can happen. You can step out of this building and you can step into eternity. Life is short, death is sure, sin is the cause, but Christ is the cure. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. I can guarantee you right now, but I can't guarantee you tomorrow. Now is the key to releasing miracles in your life. You know, did you know if you spelled, I'm sure you do, but if you spelled the word now backwards, you know what it spells? One. And you say now, the battle is already won. Now. 
I'm going to praise now, not just when I see a change. You know, we're so good about, whoo, praise the Lord, you know, God came through. When we see a change, how about just praise Him now? I'm going to believe God now before the manifestation comes. When you decide to believe God now, the Bible says in Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So the reality of faith is not someday, it's now faith. It's now faith. I think I'll praise God now for it. I'll, I'm going to rejoice now in it. I'm going to enjoy life now. Today, not tomorrow, not future tense. I've heard people, well, someday the Spirit of God is just really going to be powerful and going to move in this place. Take your blinders off. It's happening now. Did you know for all you know, this is the best service you'll ever experience? Think about that. Hey, we're not promised this Wednesday night. We're not promised next Sunday. This may be all you get. This one opportunity, think about it, could be it. That's the way you ought to enter every service. This could be my last one. I may not get another one. If you'll get a hold of that, then you'll begin to experience living in a now God moment. God's best is not in the past. It's not in the future. It's right now. You know, as you get older, you've got to be careful because there's some danger in getting older. Sometimes you've got to get your knees worked on. I'm 10 days off from right knee surgery. And I asked the doctor, I said, Doc, I said, you know, because I referee, I said, when, I, when can I come back? And, you know, I want to come back for playoffs and referee basketball. And uh, he said, how, I said, how long is it going to take? He said, Craig, you're 56. I said, so? That's just a number. I said, in my mind, I'm 25. You know what the doc told me? He said, yeah, you're, you're trying to write checks off that 25 that your 56-year-old body cannot cash. <laughs> he said, you need to take about five or six weeks. Did you know, <laughs> it's my right knee, it was the same tear and the same size as Russell Westbrook's. And the same doctor that did Russell Westbrook did my knee. He came in, he told me, he said, Craig, you have the exact same tear the exact same centimeter size and everything as Russell Westbrook. I looked at him, I said, Don, look at me, I'm an athlete. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't laugh. <laughs> There's a saying they like to say, Cody and Michael, they'll say this all the time, and the older I get, the better I was. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. As you get older, you've got to be careful. Look at Psalms chapter uh, 1, verse 1. I want to talk about three quick stages. Psalms chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands. Everybody say walks. Everybody say stands. Nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits. Everybody say sits in the seat of the scoffers. Walk, stands, sits. Here's what's happening to some of us. We, are, we, we start out walking, and then we get around negative people. And we stop walking, and we start standing. 
And when you start standing, you stop making process. You stop the process of the progress. As we get older, we stop standing and we start sitting where? In the seat of the scornful. And we start living in the past. Talking about how great God used to be. How great church used to be. The danger for every gray-headed person out there, me included, you walk, you stand, and then you sit in the seat of the scornful. Well, those young people, they just don't pray like we used to pray. And you say that while you're sitting. This generation just doesn't serve God like we used to, and you're sitting. The Bible says that we serve a God. Think, come on, bro. The Bible says we serve a God who moves in our now moments. Now moments. Come on, don't let apathy get in your way of your now moment. He saved your best for now. Your best is now. And if we're not careful, watch this, we'll do what they did at Calvary. How about Jesus is the greatest gift the world has ever been given. Crucified between what? Two thieves. They were crucified for what they had done. He was crucified for who he was. The greatest gift ever been given besides Jesus is your now moment. Not promised tomorrow, not next month. But here's what many believers do. They crucify today, watch this, between two thieves who want to steal your now moment. Write this down. Those two thieves are yesterday and tomorrow. They want to crucify your today. They want you to live in your yesterday. And the way the enemy gets you to crucify today is with the thief of yesterday. I can't go back and live yesterday. And I had a pretty good day yesterday. I got to honor James' mom and Carrie's mother-in-law. I came home. I got to watch some football. I studied. I had a pretty good day yesterday. But I can't go back and do it again. Yesterday's over, folks. Yesterday ended at 12 midnight. I'm never getting it back. You're never getting it back. But if you allow it, yesterday will steal your joy by getting you to live in the shame or pain of the past. This is the day the Lord has made. You know what that means? Right now. I'm not letting the thief of yesterday steal my joy for today. Listen, if he can't steal a thief through the thief of yesterday, he'll try to steal it through the thief of someday. Someday. Someday you'll get your breakthrough. Someday you'll get that miracle. Someday you'll walk in that prosperity. Someday, someday, someday. Someday we'll be happy. Someday we're going to have children and be happy. You keep telling yourself that, and then you get those children. All those that have kids are like, mm-hmm, amen. And then you start saying, someday they're going to leave the house. Someday they're going to grow up and we're going to be happy again. Happy, happy as a couple. Dylan's married now. Married. Maddie's married now. Tracy and I were sitting around, this is years ago, when they got married and we looked at each other and we said, hmm, who are you? 
Be careful. Be careful, Mom and Dad, that you just don't pour your life into your kids. Now, I'm not saying neglect them, but be careful that you don't pour so much of your life into your kids, you don't pour anything into your spouse. Or you look at her and the, or you look at him, who's this stranger? We're learning, hey, this is awesome for us. We're learning to live life in the now. You know, I remember mom said, guys, you don't realize how, how awesome your life is going to be now that your kids are out of your house. And I thought to myself, it's not that they're just out of my house. They're off my payroll. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. When Maddie finally got married and left the house, Tracy's sitting around doing the budget, you know, and we, you help your kids. You know, you do things for your kids. You may, may, you may help them with their car insurance or their car payment or whatever, their gas, and you help them. Their health insurance, you help them. Tracy came in, came out of my office one day. She's Craig. She was like, she's got to do the budget. I said, okay, or how are we? She said, we're awesome. We're doing good. I said, great. I said, she said, listen, I was figuring up everything that we used to help Maddie and Dylan with, and now they're off the payroll. And she said, guess what? She said, I said, what, babe? She said, I think we're going to be rich. <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to be rich. And we, and we go into this place like, someday I'm going to get a house, or someday when I get a promotion, or someday when I get that nice car that I want, someday when I get, and you put every what you want to put in the blank, and what we fail to realize is all you have the power over is now. And the thief of yesterday or someday keeps whispering in your ear, Someday I'm work out. Someday I'm going to start eating right. Someday I'll change my life. We have to understand that our treasure is today. And if we're not careful, we'll let today be crucified between yesterday and tomorrow. Yesterday's over. You know what yesterday is? Cash check. You know what tomorrow is? A promissory note. But today is cash money. I know that's Think about this. If this was the only church service or the last church service that you knew you would ever get to have, how would you praise God? How would you come in here with, with thankfulness for God? This is the only one you're guaranteed. I hope you get another one. I hope you come back Wednesday night, next Sunday. I hope I get to preach another service, but this could be it. So I might as well go ahead and enjoy my now moment. I might as well live. I might as well laugh. I might as well enjoy life and not worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about it. How am I going to make it? How am I going to pay my bills? Listen, I've never gone hungry. I've never been homeless. I've always had clothes on my back. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says tomorrow has enough worry of its own. Not to worry about tomorrow. Choose to enjoy today. You know what that means? Right now. He's kept the best wine for now. The miracle is one word away now. Healing, peace, one word away now. I need my life. I've talked to people that have gone through all those things, and when they make it through, there's something that helps them understand that today is the best day of their life. I'm healthy, I'm well. Look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. This is how the enemy gets us. 
Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Then he says in Deuteronomy 33, 25, Your bars shall be iron and bronze, and as your days, so shall your strength be. In other words, right here he's saying, he's going to give you enough grace, watch this, to handle whatever kind of day comes your way today. That's what he's going to give you grace for. That's what that, that's what that scripture's talking about. So if you let your mind begin to wander into tomorrow, and you start worrying about this, and you start worrying about that, God says, I don't have grace over there right now. We're not there yet. I'm not giving you grace to deal with tomorrow. That'll happen tomorrow. But if you'll stay with me right now today, if you'll stay right where you are, you'll realize that he's provided and met every need that you have. Don't let your mind be tormented about tomorrow. The Bible says, as your days are, so shall your strength be. Listen, you don't have strength today to deal with what you've got to deal with tomorrow. You've got just enough strength to deal with today. And listen, don't let it take a tragedy to say, well, if it's going to happen someday, why not today? How many remember that visa, old visa commercial? The father swings the three-year-old little boy up, and when he comes back, he's like 19 years old. And the commercial says, life comes at you fast. That's how life is. Come on, those of us have grown kids, it seems like yesterday, we were sending them to Kids Planet. If you're not careful, you'll find yourself living in a someday capacity and mentality. And when you're there, you don't have strength to live for today. Look at Matthew 14, verse 25. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came and been walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Here's what I want you to notice. They were expecting the devil. They weren't expecting Jesus. Now, what I take from that out of this scripture and before this sermon is too many times we expect the bad things and we're not expecting Jesus things. Now, in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the need, you have to release your faith today. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. People ask, well, when will faith begin to work in my life? And the answer is very simple. Not someday, someday, now. God only answers, hear this, write it down, God only answers to now faith. Not yesterday's, not tomorrow, now faith. Look at Isaiah 43, verse 19. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? Sometimes you need to put your foot down and say, you know what, not someday, not one day, now. Now. The devil will always agree with you when you say someday. Yeah, you're right, someday. Just as long as you don't get today. When you get the revelation and now faith, today faith, the enemy gets in trouble. Because as long as it's not now faith, it's never a threat to the enemy's kingdom. 
I need to get off these drugs and pills someday, just not now. I need to get my life right with God someday, but just not right now. The, the power of the now moment is not when somebody says someday, but rather when they believe and say, okay, I got it. I'm walking in it now. I've lived my last day in bondage. I've lived my last day of addiction. I've lived my last day in condemnation and shame. I've lived my last day in a bad marriage. We're getting help now. We're going to get this thing fixed now. Look at John 2, verse 10. Because the Lord right here is talking about how he does, he, he does a new thing. God's doing new things. Verse 10, and said to him, everyone who serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine, but you have kept the good wine until now. Verse 11, this is the first, this, the first sign of his, first of his signs, beginning of miracles Jesus did at Canaan and Galilee, and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Verse 11 was the beginning of Jesus doing miracles. And notice what it says. The disciples believed in him after this occurrence. See, your miracle will take place in your life when you say, now I believe it. Now I'm, because how many times do we believe God for a miracle or for something to happen, but we really don't believe it? Because why? It's so overwhelming, it's so big, and the natural, it looks so unattainable. It's hard. Your miracle takes place in your life, and you say, okay, I believe it. And you really believe it. What happened? Right now. We've got to stop putting our joy in the future. <clears throat> Amen? Stop putting your joy in the future. I've heard people say, well, one day when I get financially set, I'll be happy, finally. Whew. Someday when I get that home that we've always worked for, we'll be happy. Someday when my kids, you know, they grow up and they reach their goals, I'll be happy. Look at your neighbor and help me preach. Just look at them and say, just enjoy now. You saved the best for now. Turn someday into today. Turn your miracle into today. Your someday deliverance now. Your someday blessing today. Repeat this. It's time to enjoy. It's time to laugh. It's time to live. It's time to praise. It's time to be thankful and grateful. When? Now. Now. Don't let the enemy crucify your today between someday or yesterday. Some of us are living miserable today because of something that happened to us yesterday. And we can't get over it. And I'm not minimizing it. I get it. I understand that. But here's the thing. God won't change it unless you ask with now faith. It will continue to crucify your today. You can't go back. You cannot change it. But because of Christ, you're a new creation in him. He, so he means that he can deliver you from it. He can set you free today. Yes. You know what? That's the power of now faith. That's why I choose to live in now faith. 
That's why I want you to choose to quit worrying about tomorrow, quit complaining about yesterday, and say, you know what? I'm going to live now. I'm going to live in my now faith. I know one thing. God has prepared for me and you a good day for today. And I, I was up from 2 o'clock in the morning to 5.30 this morning. And finally went back to sleep at 5.30. You know why? Because I was concerned about some things in the future. I was working some things out and my, my mind got so busy that I began to try to work things out of what's going to happen this week coming up and this March, April, May, and June of what I'm going to do. And I got some opportunities and so I began to go all through these things. And, and God just spoke to me after about two hours. He said, son, why don't you be concerned about what today? Let me take care of the future. I got it. Don't worry about it. I got it. And so I just said, you know what? God, you're right. I'm, I'm not worrying about tomorrow. If I get these, if I get what, I, what, what I'm believing for, then praise God. If I don't, praise God. And that's the way you've got to look at life. I'm believing God for this. I'm trusting God for this. I'm having now faith for this. But if it's not in God's plan and it doesn't work out, that means only one thing. God's got something better. Don't focus on the negative. Don't focus on what you missed out on. Don't focus on what could have been. Focus on, yes, God, you got something good for me. Maybe something so big that you're having to rearrange things for me. So I'm just going to be patient. I'm going to choose to be patient. I'm going to choose to to live in now, my now faith. I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. Amen? Amen? Father, we thank you for this time together, this service together. I thank you for these people that have taken time out of their day to come and worship you, to come and receive from you. Lord, to come and hear your voice. And Lord, I thank you that they will take this message, this word, that you have given me for them, they will begin to apply it. Father, they'll see things they never thought they'd see before because they're going to operate in now faith. They're going to operate in the design for what you have for their life. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Now, with your eyes closed and your heads bowed, I want to ask a simple question. If you're here and you don't know Christ in a personal way, Here's what that means. If you've never given your heart to Christ, you've never said, Jesus, I'm a sinner, and I need you to be my Savior. You've never recognized by the drawing of the Holy Spirit, man, I'm lost, I need God in my life. If that's you and you're here, listen, today, I want to give you the opportunity to receive Christ. Not going not to embarrass you in any way. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Not going to make you walk the front. You watching online, this is for you also. But if you want that prayer to count for you, when I count to three, I just want you to slip your hand up and put it right back down. You and the watching online is put in the comment box. I receive Christ. But if that's you and you want to receive Christ, heads bowed and eyes closed, you want to make sure you spend eternity in heaven, 
Just slip your hand up when I count to three, and I'll count a simple sinner's prayer for your life. One, two, three. Okay, thank you. Anybody else? I see the hand. You can put it down. Father, thank you. Thank you for that one that's receiving Christ today. Thank you for those that I believe online by faith that are receiving you right now. I want us all to say this prayer together. For those that are accepting Christ today, just simple prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. I realize that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I ask you to be Lord of my life. I give you control of every area of my life in Jesus' name. I confess with my mouth that my sin is forgiven and you are my Savior in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give those a hand clap. Amen. It's that simple. So simple. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Listen, thank you for being here today. Thank you for being a part of what God's doing. It's just going to get gooder and gooder and gooder. I know that's not good English, but I like to say it. It makes those English people mad instead of saying better and better and better. So, you know, I get it. But I want us to stand today. Here's what I want you to do. When you leave this place, look at somebody, find somebody, and say, I'm praying for you this week. And not only say it, but mean it. Yeah. And believe it. And pray for those people this week. How about how awesome would that be? You know, we, we, our, our slogan is family strong. Well, we're family. Family needs to pray for family. And if you don't catch them, just find, you know, look around, and when they're leaving, say, I'm going to pray for that person. I'm going to pray for her. I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to pray for them this week. But if you can, walk up to somebody, and, you know, hey, I want to practice social distancing. I don't want anybody getting sick. So just say, hey, I'm praying for you this week. You're mine. Praying for you. All right? That's what family does. If you need prayer for anything, come on up here. I'll be happy to pray for you. If not, we're going to be dismissed. Don't forget your kiddos over there in the kids' plan, okay? We love you. God loves you. Oh, by the way, let me say this. One thing. I'm sorry. I know I hate it when I, have, I, hate it when I do that. We just ordered a brand new, brand new, brand spanking new portable baptistry. And we're going to place it, and we're going to have our baptisms right up here. Instead of going over there to the youth center, you know, and you always come over, but my goodness, that thing's old. That thing's become a money pit. We put money in there and repairing it, and it keeps breaking. And I know Darren Day is back there going, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, right here, in just a few weeks, we'll have a brand new baptistry. Now, we won't set it up for every time, but, but you know what? We're going to have more baptisms, more people are going to get saved, and we're going to baptize them that day, right then, right now, right there. On the spot, they want to get baptized, all right? I want to tell you that. God bless you. We love you. God loves you. We'll see you later. You're dismissed.